the sound of the podcast starting. Really? Yeah. Should turn it off. Yeah, because then you like you're giving it away. We know we're live now. Give us a give us some volume there, Joseph. This is just a test run. Uh, testing one, two, three. So the way the um, game show works is, welcome back everybody. Uh, to the Unruly Software Game Show. Unruly Software Game Show. First contestant, Joseph. He likes coding. Long walks on the beach. And dogs. Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee. He likes being very attractive, like way too attractive in fact. I've had trouble keeping my hands off him, but let's not go there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't think we can say that. Joseph's now embarrassed. Okay. But we can't see, but Joseph's nah, but now red. What's going to happen is... He's not even had anything the, to drink. The game's called Know Your Acronym. No, What's that three-letter acronym? XLR. No, three-letter TLA. Three-letter acronym. Know your TLA. What's the three-letter acronym for a three-letter acronym? Oh, is it TLA? Yes, TLA. So we throw TLAs at you and then you have to tell us what they are oh shit I have to look some okay. up now the game begins in three two one S3 AWS S3 is Amazon Web Services SQL <laughs> this is a good way to you introduce <laughs> No, <laughs> we, we I'm not even recording. Are you serious? No. Oh, are you recording? No, no okay. I am, but this isn't part of the podcast. <laughs> Specifically because you missed so it's, many, Joseph. It's actually quite hard to talk when it's recording. Do you want me to tell you what they are? Yeah, jump in whenever you want. Yeah, I'm going to jump the in. Time oh, is running it's out. between the two of us. Go, go. Simple storage service. Amazon Web Services. EC2. Uh, electronic compute. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, EKS. Uh, elastic uh, Kubernetes service. ECS. Elastic container service. SAS. There's a simple email service. SNS. Uh, simple <laughs> notification service. The Amazon ones are too easy. XML. Oh, you guys done good. Extended wow. markup language. Or is it extensible? Probably extensible, right? Amazon? Amazon, no, X- XML. Fuck, that music was hot. <laughs> I actually, I know. My heart rate is going. <laughs> I was buzzing as I, well. I couldn't even speak. <laughs> this uh, is the best game show I've ever been on. Do you like it? And I've been on none. <laughs> so that's pretty good. My, my next idea would be, imagine if you brought in like developers and it was actually like a panel and people could buzz in with the answer. And, and answer. Yeah, that's essentially what we did. Except we're not competing because I... <laughs> Oh, you should have to buzz in with your name, maybe. Yeah. You have to say, James. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. No, you just have to go beep. Beep. Oh, no, you have like, you have like a code word. Like, you you have to to reach over and say, you have to say bingo to jump in and you have to say bongo Bongo. to jump in. (laughs) It's very easy to tell (laughs) those apart. Bingo. (laughs) Bongo. All right. Wow. Uh, Here we are. Welcome back, everybody. To... The rawest tech podcast <laughs> that you've ever heard. Unruly it's, software. It's that raw. We've you, got a guest today. Yes. Can we introduce him? Yes, Joseph. Joseph Park. How are you doing, buddy? 
Um, good, thank you. Our fellow co-founder. Our best friend. Of Zap on board. Yes. It's great to have him in finally. Yes. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> Joseph has been in the making for a while now, trying to get him in on That's the podcast. That's right. We created him ourselves in our laboratory. <laughs> finally got me in. How are you liking it? Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's a new experience for sure. It gets better the more you do it. Yes. What? <laughs> no, just, Sorry, mom. Once more. Uh, shit, what? No, I have to start again. <laughs> no, it's too raw. Yeah. That, this is like blue. This is a blue steak. We need raw, like medium, medium rare. Yeah, we need medium for Joseph. Yeah. So, uh, are we recording? Like, no, it's not. Uh, no, we are recording. Are yeah. we? Okay. What do you mean? But we should we play the, the intro music. We can start whenever we want, but I don't have the intro music on this board. Oh no! But it started. Mm. We've you always do that that music and then that tricks me into thinking we've started. That's so the, we've the officially outro, started. Oh, the that's outro the outro music. Outro. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. So we've, we've been, uh, how long have we known you, Joseph? We all, we all met at the same time. Uh, it was at Coder Academy. Wow. Was that 2018? 2018, yeah. Yeah. February 2018. Yes, and a full lifetime ago, in fact. It does feel like a Many long moons time ago. ago. Many moons, at least three moons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greater than three. three. Yes. You're not wrong. So to give everyone a bit of context, Joseph works with us. On our product. On our product. Yes. Our shared product. Software engineer. Yes. Uh, big boy software engineer. Yep. Loves React. React. What else yep. do you love, Joseph? Uh, TypeScript is great. Do you love uh, your mother? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. TypeScript, React. My mother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the game show music is still in my head. <laughs> it's getting me too amped. It was very amped, yeah. Yeah. So we need to talk about the Joseph story. Uh, what is the Joseph story? Well, we can talk about all of our story and maybe like the things that we've done together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds good. We talked briefly about our, uh, our boot camp experience before. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I remember you guys telling me that. Yes, Joseph and uh, and uh, I, we we both went. We I don't think we ever spoke at the actual boot camp, did we? We did. No, we just weren't. <laughs> but it was minimal. It was minimal. Yeah, you were like a, a wallflower. We each sat in different sections of the room. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in the. Actually, we furthest. were spread all across. Yeah, we were. There was three desks, and we were all on one desk each. Yeah, we we're all separate. The people that you would have expected to be together at the end of it were not us. Yeah. But here we are to this day, best friends. We did a lot together. We did. And Studied we did. together, interned together, and now we're... Making a company together. Yeah. We yeah. work together, Joseph and yeah. I. Yeah. I yeah, got Joseph an interview at my company and uh, got him into, yeah. into the inner world. Oh, oh, fuck. Bleep it. <laughs> Hit the red button. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to cut that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> How was... Uh, so, with the boot camp, yeah. did you like it? Yes. What did you... When you were going into the boot camp, what did you expect to get out of it? And was that the same as what you got out of it in the end? Uh, so, for me, I started coding or getting into it during uni um but then i was pretty much doing like online courses um and just learning by myself online uh, but i wanted something that was a bit more uh, i suppose in depth in experience with uh 
you know, with like an actual teacher or like a cohort, um, something more, more in depth, I suppose. Mm. And then I did some research into it. Uh, and there were a few out there in the market. Uh, Coder Academy was one of them. I think uh, General Assembly was another one. Yep. Um, yeah, and then I, I just researched what uh, what Coder Academy was about, and uh, seemed okay. And yeah, I applied and got in and met you guys. What's uh, what was the thing that you think <coughs> differentiated Coder Academy from GA? Or did you look at university as well? I I didn't want to. Uh, Commit to another again. four years. Yeah. yeah. So that was but you had a degree job. already at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Degree in uh, finance and accounting. Yep. Yeah. A money man. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here I am doing tech now. Um, but I think one big thing for Coder Academy would be, um, I, I think GA was about. Is it three months? Yeah. Yeah, three it's months. It's definitely shorter. It seemed like Coder Academy uh, had a lot of. A lot more, I suppose, value for us. Like one of them is like the internship at the end. Um, the guarantee. The guarantee that you get an internship. And yep. I think that's really big because I think for a lot of people who are starting out in the tech scene, the start can be quite difficult because you don't know as much um, and your skill level isn't as, you know, you're just starting out. So I think that was a big, big catch. Yeah. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, for sure. I think the internship, uh, and, and the fact that we, we spoke about it briefly, but uh, when I, I actually checked a bunch of other courses as well, and uh, <laughs> the, I, I asked a TAFE uh, educator like what their rate of placement in an actual software role was after they yeah. completed their, like I think it was like a year and a half course. And she said, uh, in the last like four courses, I think one or two people have found jobs. At mm. that point, I was like, all right, well, it's definitely not that. And then mm. GA was, I think, more expensive for less time. And then also they didn't seem to, I, I don't think they had the any internship options at the mm. end, really. You'd have to find it yourself. And for me, going into it, is it was really like, you know, more of a confidence thing to be able to do the first interview. As soon as I got my first interview out of me, I think I like ramped up quite a bit. So Yeah. And also seemed like Coder Academy, they were well-versed in the market as well. They, they knew people in the industry. So what they were building, it's not just theory, but like what people outside actually need. Um, so that was another big plus, I suppose. Yes. All thanks to Mel. Yeah. Frank? Shout out to Mel, by the way. Shout out to Mel. Yes. I doubt she'll be listening. She'll be on the podcast soon. She's our next guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not next. We haven't spoken to her in a while. We'll have to ask her first. <laughs> but when you... When you decided, what made you actually want to do coding, but? Because um, like, if you're in, you already got a degree, you're in business and finance. Yeah. And you would have had a job at that stage. Yeah, what the heck? And uh, then you just decided, uh, what happened? Yeah, so um, as I was uh, uh, studying in uni and progressing along, um, I was really interested in the, I guess, tech and entrepreneurship and startup scene. And then once you're in that scene, you know, coding is very prevalent because that's what you use to really um, build apps and whatnot to solve problems. And uh, I think it's very similar for quite a lot of people. The key thing that drew me in um, towards coding was that it's a really good tool for problem solving. Um, and uh, that's what really drew me in. And uh, yeah, here I am now. Mm. Yes. Did you like the boot camp? Did you get what you wanted out of it? 
Uh, I would say yes, because since the boot camp, I was able to transition into the tech scene yeah. um, as a career. So, yeah. Worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It was very intense, the boot camp. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe not for you, James. Well, <laughs> no, it was super intense for me. It wasn't intense for the same reasons, though. It was intense right. for me because I was commuting like six hours a day and then coming in and being exhausted and going to a job afterwards. Mm. Not so much the like, <laughs> I don't understand what a variable is. The The early days of Coder Academy were a struggle for me. Yeah. I like the intensity of the boot camp. It's a good level of intensity. It was good. It was good. It was hard. Like you had to keep pushing yourself to keep mm. learning and keep up with all the content. You definitely needed to do study outside. 100%. Yeah. That's a set. I think that's, it's a hard industry to get into without doing extracurricular activity mm. to get into or even to stay inside of. Because uh, if you're not keeping up with technology, it'll be, it'll be tough yeah. for you. It's always changing and evolving. Unless you get into an old technology. If you're into the COBOLs, you'll probably be fine forever. Yeah, you're guaranteed a job. Yeah. Learn Fortran. That's, uh, that's our, like, our advice. That's Someone our has to keep the big banks up. Yeah. Uh, until the big banks fall down. Yeah. Then when they rewrite in TypeScript, <laughs> maybe we'll get a job. But otherwise, those people make a lot of money. Yeah. Supply and demand. There's not many of them. So what we need to do is just Sounds keep painful. writing React until no one writes React anymore. Yeah. Never give up on a trend. <laughs> stick to a trend. The thing that was the most popular, stick on that trend and then never change. And then your, your prices just keep going up. It's just you have to, you know, go through everyone else's code. Well, it's like Ruby developers. Every time I see a, ad, a job ad for a Ruby developer, Ruby on Rails, it seems like that is an area where people can command whatever price they want, if they're good. Because people have these monolithic apps that need to be maintained and maybe updated and new features added to. They need to add a to. contact form and, you know, oh my God. They need to move the button. Yeah. You need to find a senior Rails developer. That's it. It's also that there's not very many of them, I think, yeah. senior Rails developers anymore. And How many people are going into like being and they would label themselves as a Rails developer? Probably not heaps anymore. No. But you guys used Rails at one of your last jobs. Yes, loved and hated it. What was your experience with Rails, Joseph? I At the start, it was a little overwhelming, but I eventually ended up enjoying Rails. I think it's, it's a good framework. It does a lot for you. Yeah, it does. Makes life easier it until does. it makes it much harder. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, we sort of made our own lives harder. Yes. Yeah. With the whole GraphQL thing. Did you, did you like it? Did I like Rails? I love Rails. I love the philosophy. Mm. Uh, I don't know if an entirely dynamic language is ideal. Some, some level of typing or a precompiler, I think, is critical for me at this point. Have you touched Rails, Frank, since... Not since the boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much soon as we left, it was like, I knew, uh, I knew there was a big calling for React developers in the industry. So I just thought to myself, I'm just going to keep doing React. I felt like that was the easiest threshold to break to get a job somewhere. Hmm. Whereas the Rails stuff, I felt like every time I looked for a job, it said senior Rails, senior, 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 senior. That's true. Whereas if you... There's no junior... There's a few, there was a few mm. open junior roles for React. So it was pretty obvious at that stage, like no one wants a junior. No one's Rails. investing long-term in Rails. Right. Yeah. That's right. So it's, kind of it's made for the like startup like, bootstrapping, right? You, it's not for like building a, a company for 20 years, it seems. Yeah. Unless you're a DHH. That's another TLA. Mm. Yeah. 
the guy who invented Rails. David Heinemeiner Hansen? Yeah. yeah, it's his it's his framework for building applications. Did we're g- we're going to release our framework for building applications and then it's going to be like Rails, but for TypeScript. What's it called? Jails. No. <laughs> it's going to be called... Uh, Tails. James Stack. The, the, <laughs> the Jazz Stack. Jazz Stack. <laughs> it's a monolithic... It's a good system. It's a monolithic... Microservice micro- architecture. Micro- with, monolithic microservice? Yeah, well, it's a monolithic code oh, base okay, yeah. with microservice uh, architecture under the hood. Oh. With IAC. Infrastructure as code, that's a TLD. TLD? TLA. T- top level domain. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> We've started on the TLA, so now I can't, I can't help myself. <laughs> we can only talk in three-letter acronyms now. <laughs> TLAs. I didn't know Sorry. what a TLA was until a couple of days ago. Oh, they're great fun. Mm. I love talking in TLAs. Oh, I knew what they were. I didn't realize there was an acronym for TLAs, but... Mm. Mm. For the Is S3 a, t- a TLA, though? Simple storage service. Yeah. But so it's not a three-letter. It's, 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 it's a letter It's still a TLA. A it's a two-letter acronym. It, oh, oh, that's right. You just changed the meaning of the TLA. To, see, there's TLAs and TLAs. S3 is a TLA. How do you differentiate AWS is a between, TLA. Yeah, how do you differentiate between a two-letter acronym and a three-letter acronym? It's, in terms of it's acronyms, I'm saying. <laughs> this is a great conversation. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> what this are the big the, companies that have been built on Rails, but wasn't Twitter on Rails? GitHub. Shopify. Twitter started and then Oh, Shopify, yeah. Shopify still is, yeah. They're Mm. one of the big contributors still. Basecamp. Mm. Yeah. Basecamp, yep. But that's DHH, so. James, why didn't we build uh, with Rails? Mm. Why didn't we? Uh, Because when I rolled onto this, uh, you guys had already started. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not doing Rails. (laughs) Would you have? Maybe. No, no, I wouldn't have. (laughs) 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 I mean, I can imagine a world in which I would. Mm. Actually, I can definitely imagine a world in which I would, and that might even be a better world. Uh, it's just, you know, with, without having any types in, in the back end, it can be a bit of a struggle. But I do miss the power of just being able to annotate a model and then having mm. that be everywhere. At the same oh, time, yeah. that power leads to, you know, security vulnerabilities, lack of understanding, and then there's like a lot of Rails magic that mm. like, I have to know that I have to introduce people to. So I just make my own magic. In my own framework. <laughs> and then we have to learn your magic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but my magic's better than Rails magic because it's very well maintained. Shots fired. Unlike Rails. <laughs> Rails is very well maintained. Super, yeah. What Super. version is it up to now? Oh my, uh, six or something? Mm. Yeah. Ruby's getting uh, typing as well. Mm. Compile time typing. Are you excited oh, about that? I am, yeah. I don't think it's going to satisfy me. I read um, on one of the Ruby blog posts about it it seems like it's going to be quite weak actually and it's only for i don't think it the reason why i like type so much is because i think they facilitate development that's one of the big reasons like i don't i no longer have to remember like i remember i did a lot of like spell checking when i was like writing methods in uh, ruby or like javascript whereas inside of like typescript it's if it's not a red line under it it's going to work so that's always nice. I've seen you throw a few ennies around. I do. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not an elitist. It, it's a, uh, you know, TypeScript is a mean to, means to an end, which is delivering a product. That's a good point. Oof. So if you're going to, and also think about what the, it, this is only a development time benefit and compile time benefit. Yep. So if you have something where you know that it's going to be something. Ah, that's true. Then, and it's safe to encode it there then do it. It's explicit though. I don't use it ex- implicit any in TSConfig or anything. Mm-hmm. It'd be negative that. 
but um, explicit and are fine, especially yeah. if you're not leaking them out of your like module boundaries. If you use, if you have a file and there's an any inside of that, and that any never leaks out to the outside world, it could do whatever you want as long as it actually fulfills that mm. contract at the end of the day. That's a good point because as I'm learning more and more about TypeScript, I read these articles and I think, oh yeah, that's a good uh, little trick to do to make my code even more type safe. And then I start leaning on maybe making it too type safe. Like at what point do you have to decide how safe do you want the code versus how pragmatic you want to be with actually writing the code and just getting stuff done. Well, that, yeah, that's part of the nice thing about TypeScript is you could, could always come back and fix it later. If yep. you're throwing an any in it, you're probably going to end up rewriting it. We use like a, uh, I think I use a JWT library that doesn't have TypeScript types, but I'm not going to bother writing the like definitions myself. I know exactly what the API is. I know what errors it throws. So I'm just going to handle those. Use that as an any or an unknown inside of that module and then carry on with my life. Is there no types for it? Yeah, I don't remember is which it library it is. Popular library? Or? I, I think all it's the one of the zero ones. I thought all the popular libraries would be typed by now. Well, they have the uh, like at types project for a lot of them, but not everything. Mm. No. Yeah, what is the at types project? I don't even. I don't <laughs> it's get called that. Definitely I just, typed. I just install I it everywhere. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's um, if a, a project doesn't ship TypeScript types, yeah. there is a like a uh, GitHub repository where you can commit types for a library at different versions. Okay, and then those will be sent out you you can install them separately yep. so it's sort of like a a community effort to like get the majority of typescript on the same uh, the majority of javascript on the same page uh-huh. so so that at types repo is probably massive it is yeah mm. enormous mm. i've just been feel free to it. contribute yeah, i'm going to be doing well, some open source do. contribution soon <laughs> that's right we're live. doing live, live coding uh, open source contributions coming up people yeah you've all asked for it mm. that's Frank, right since using typescript do you think you could uh just use javascript i don't know i feel i don't feel i just don't feel the same using javascript mm. anymore it feels immoral it you does. don't feel as safe anymore no and I f- and you know the good thing about typescript i can just change anything anywhere and i don't have to stress mm. whereas when i was working in the old javascript code base i used to get stressed just changing variable names or from strings to numbers, maybe. Exactly. We've got a lot of examples of that. And the consequence, especially in a larger company, is that, mm. you know, you change something. I, I've made this mistake even recently. Uh, at my last job, I'd like, I think I committed something. And because it wasn't TypeScript, it didn't even care that, like, that function wasn't being exported from the module. I did a rename and grep for it, but someone had renamed it when they, like, they renamed the export from the module. Mm. And so I just ended up breaking the code base. And that was, that was the only like, actual break I made, I think, at my last job, but specifically because there was no types. So I'm very angry with vanilla JavaScript yes. for embarrassing me like that. Yes, how could you? Yeah. After you've been to, together for so long. I've taken care of you, vanilla JavaScript. I learned you so well. You read so all the books. I read all the you don't know JavaScript <laughs> books. And here I am, still shipping bugs. Ranting on a podcast. Unacceptable. <laughs> Get your shit TypeScript together. doesn't do that to you. No, TypeScript. We, we've had bugs. one bad word to say about TypeScript. No, we've never shipped a bug here. All right, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I was going to play the cricket sound effect. Yeah, that's the, we've, def- we've definitely shipped bugs, but they're definitely. not. They're different kinds of bugs. But do you know what else is impressive? Tell me. I'm surprised you guys are able to keep talking and you're not as like thirsty. What do you mean? Or like water? I feel like I I'm, am thirsty. Oh, you are? You're just yeah. hiding it like a true I'm, professional. Do you not see me like coughing? I'm going like over here and I'm going <coughs> like that this too, yeah. over here. Are your yeah. lips getting dry? No. 
Oh, it's just me. Oh, now they are actually. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that water tastes like coffee. That's good. That's so good. before you and James started working together, we done the internship together. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty good. Mm. I love the internship. You taught me a few special tricks there. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> what special tricks? Did I miss out? <laughs> Command D. Yeah, you did miss out. You're a Vim user. Oh, you right. Wouldn't, oh, you yeah. wouldn't know about this. No, this beta male Vim user. <laughs> <laughs> so VS Code people only. Yeah. The Command D changed my life. What is Command D? Tell me about your shortcuts. You like put the cursor on the on a word, any word, yeah. and you Command D it, yeah. and then it highlights the whole word. And then if you Command D again, it finds the next oh. occurrence of that same word. Right. Mm. Slash control <laughs> RW in. In Vim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slash control I'm just RW translating slash. for the, all of our Vim users. My mom uses Vim, actually. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, really? Our, our one and only user. Yeah. <laughs> Listener. That Very changed my life, but when you showed me that. I'm uh, glad it did. <laughs> don't you think? In a good way. It's never been the same. It's funny because I feel like the most impactful things for my coding have been these real minute like small workflow small, changes yeah that people have just showed me like oh that's you, you know you can do this I'm like, no mm. like they see me doing something which is not quite good the little things are the big things they, 100%. they add up they they get in the way of your thinking that was one of the reasons why i focused so heavily on vim was because i felt like the editor would get out of my way essentially mm. yeah. and i'd be able to just focus more on reading than on trying to remember what bindings are hovering my mouse that sort of stuff. So you're a config guy, but I don't like config. What do you mean config? Yeah. No, like you, you don't mind setting up. You don't mind like installing Arch Linux and then having your Bluetooth have to be manually using set Bluetooth up with control, control with every single and time. And you, yeah, with system, yeah, exactly. But that's fine. Like I, whereas have I just other, want I have my MacBook where I go, oh yeah, is this got Bluetooth? Yeah, yes, just on, and just do, <laughs> just, get just it straight to it. it. Yeah, but then you get situations where it's like, oh, we can't pipe our output to our input without installing this other thing. So I did you solve read, that? I can just redirect uh, my files. Everything in Linux is a file. Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. But Job I'm not done. that. I'm not that close to the. That's to the true. Kernel. I don't know what's no, actually no, no, but going I'm not, on. I'm there. not advocating that you do that at all. It's just uh, you enjoy the config, but I love config in a way. I just want people like Joseph to say Command D, and then that. <laughs> you know, there was this mentor at uh, one of my previous jobs, and the first thing he taught me was. He's like, oh, what do you want to get out of this mentorship? We like made this big long list of these really like uh, moonshots, like things we really wanted to aim for. And then the first thing, the only thing I remember that he taught me was like in the Mac keyboard settings, you can make the cursor move faster. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so like you hold the arrow key and, and it, it moves scrolls really, faster. scrolls yeah. faster one way or the other. It's no command D though. It's no command D. No. But like that, that increased my productivity like twofold. It lets you just think letting about my the cursor move more. twice as fast. Like. That, yeah. that, that's what the ideal system is. You want to learn your one tool as much as possible. Mm. Either way, yeah. yes. Don't just have a surface level and have to like click around in it. You have to. You got to know all of the hotkeys. Yeah, I still haven't really because I always was a Windows user and I never got into the Mac really. I've just been. Mm. I've got a lot of Mac gaps in my knowledge. Still a Windows man at heart. No, I won't go back to Windows. No, <laughs> no. No. I'd probably try Linux next if I had to try something. Oof. But I'll just keep sticking with the Mac. Mac it hasn't hurt me yet. I think you can yeah. stick with the Mac, actually. Yeah. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'll be coming to you. James, help me do this. Yeah. Yeah. James, help me do this. What distro are we going to use? Yeah. Fedora. We'll give you Fedora. That'll be fine. Apparently, there's support. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that might be good for someone like me. Yeah. You learned one. You learned two, two shortcuts today. 
Joseph, what did you learn? Tell us about your education. Yes, I learned... Uh, F2, rename? F2, yes. Will you just rename? Yeah. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, com- uh, control shift R? Yeah. Uh, helps Refactor. you with refactoring, yeah. Yeah, all of the refactoring. What's control shift R do? Uh, it refactors your code for you. It's very nice. Like what? Give me an example. Uh, so we were running an uh, end-to-end test and then there was a block of code that was quite long. You know, we had like a wait and then bracket await and, you know, oh, yeah. and so on. And then uh, I was just talking with James and like, oh, you know, it, it's actually quite difficult to read this. And then he said, you know, just... Uh, and you, you'd put comments over the top because it was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go through the effort of extracting. I'd rather method, just right? look at this one simple thing and understand it immediately as yep. opposed to try and traverse through this quite uh, lengthy code and then James was like hey you know there's this cool neat little feature and um, yeah it worked out very well in the end so grab that chunk of code and then just moves it into another yes, function yes it created a, um, a private method and then ah. you just name that private method yeah, and nice. you can just read it nicely yeah nice hover over it hit the hotkey mm. hit enter type in the name yeah mm. very important tool so this is the thing like about the boot camp because you like sit next to people in real life, and you have these stupid conversations about hotkeys, hotkeys, <laughs> yeah. <and> like editors, <laughs> editors. Like I reckon that's super valuable from the boot camp. I was talking with James about it before. I don't know how how would you get that same experience because they're, they're doing, doing a lot it of remote, remote now. Yeah. Like what what tools can people use? Would it be worth twenty five grand to you if you were still if you were all at home for the whole like year or however long? Definitely not. I no. think there's a a real value in being in the same room together. Uh, even Community. just like, even, yeah, exactly. Just even talking to each other, even Finding if it's love. not really, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, friendship, right? You yes. Can find yeah. Oh, that's real, right. You can friendship. find real love virtually now. That's true. Tinder. True. Is that right? Is that what they call it? All these days? dating apps. Yeah. yeah. What do kids use these days? Oh, probably. Uh, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Um, so you'll never get your money's worth. That's what we're saying. What are we talking about again? Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. It's a very rambly podcast today. Um, yeah, I think there's a real value in uh, in that community, that community aspect where you're just talking with each other, helping each other. I think a good way to learn is teaching someone else. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a big part of it. I definitely think if you're doing it remote, you won't get the same value out of it. But at the same time, it's like, what can you do? You just got to do what you can with what you have. So. Yep. Do you think anyone helps each other in the remote ones? Like, probably. They maybe would. they have like a Discord or something, and like they yeah. all go into channels, yep. and then they make friends that way. Yeah. But that's a very specific kind of person, a kind mm. of person I definitely am not. Um, yeah, I find it hard to communicate with people um. <laughs> online <laughs> and also just, in just right now. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you're right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Frank's just staring into into the distance, his eyes twitching. <laughs> but uh, I think, like Joseph said, when you sit next to someone and you just see him across the room, it's just way easier. Mm. Yeah. Ask, ask stupid questions. It's, there was heaps of times where when I was working remote when COVID first kicked off and then you just want to be next to someone like learning something, but you're kind of isolated behind the screen. Like, and mm. I, I, would find it, I would find that I would never just reach out and say, hey, can we just... Uh, Mm. Zoom and just talk about shit. That would never happen. No, yeah. it, you have to. You have to have a reason. Like, if you zoom someone, oh, what? Like, what do you want? Kind of get like, to the point. What is yeah, the purpose? Yeah. yeah. What's the purpose? Yeah. yeah. And you'd never call another student. I feel. We we definitely wouldn't have met. 
Ah, you reckon? No. I, I believe in our friendship. What, you think it's like a, a destiny? It's a destiny. We're destined <laughs> yes, to be friends. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I probably would be like, I might not even have a job if that was the case. Because mm. I think I learned a lot by helping other people at uh, the boot camp. That was probably mm. the most beneficial part to me. Other than the interviews. The, uh, the first interviews were extremely... Uh, they dropped yeah. me into hot water, let's say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the interview at, um, at our internship? Yes. Yeah, How'd that, you was, go? That, was, that was quite stressful. What did they make you do? Um, did we all have the same challenge? I'm, I'm pretty sure we had the exact same challenge. Was yours the palindrome one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then we did the map. The map, yeah. yeah. As a did we do home. the map before or after? Yeah, the map was before. Before? Because that was okay. how we got... That's how they chose who came for the face-to-face interview. Right, yeah. And for those that are listening, it's like they had a public facing API and then we just get all the locate. Oh, actually, can we? No, that's fine. You get all the locations and then you plot it onto a map. Yes. It's also public. That's on their GitHub. And also we don't say. I was was able to, you know. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We've not made any rules. There was a public API and some data and we just had to map that out on a web page. And if you couldn't do it, you didn't make the cut. That's final. Yeah. Them's the rules. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. Ever, anyone can make it. You just got to put a bit more work in. That's right. I, uh, wow, I don't even know where they chose me. That was a weird, that, I, I was not good at interviews. Why at wouldn't that they point. choose you? What do you mean? It was so awkward. I was like horrific. I don't think I even passed the like uh, whiteboard test because I was like <laughs> sweating. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, I, tried, I tried the same thing, which was like reverse inequality <laughs> check. Yeah. And they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I, can't Imagine think a of world where reverse doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. What kind like, of world is this? Right. I don't want to live in that world. Let me do it in C. All right, that's fine. We'll pick a different language and maybe, <laughs> but what you're telling me does not compute. <laughs> it's always been in the language. Yeah, that's right. Hold on. What language are we using? Yeah. Do you think, do people still do those strict uh, job interview questions where you have to do computer science stuff for front end? Yeah, of course. Uh, big do tech. They? Everyone, yeah. How come, but? I actually snuck by at my last job without even doing it. This is a top secret. No one even knows this. Just uh, a failure of process. I never actually got the tech interview. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They, uh, they did a, a screening. Lucky you knew what to actually do. Yeah. Well, so I, they, we did like an architecture test and that was it. So we did like uh, come in and like map out and then you have to talk about your experience. But then we never actually did the whiteboard or the hacker rank, which we were supposed to do. So I just never... Oh, wow. I actually did that. That was fantastic. Maybe they recognized That's why that I did so well. You don't need to do it. Well, I flexed very hard in the architecture one. And you recognize real. Yeah. And then I, maybe they were just like, ah, oh, he doesn't have to do it. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So did you learn much in the internship compared to your first job? Um, I think the internship, that was, yeah, I think we definitely learned a lot there because that was our first exposure to like, you know, real life practical code um, as opposed to just like, you know, what you learn in the classroom. So it was very, very interesting. Um, and it also kind of revealed like what you don't know mm. a lot. Um, but I was, I was really glad that I got to do the internship with both of you because I think if I was there by myself, I'll be a lot more intimidated by it. Yeah. It was nice to have some familiar faces. Mm. Mm. Us in our little corner. <laughs> yeah. We were thrown into the corner by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, 
isolated from the group for a while. It had a nice view, though. It did have a really nice view. Yeah. Uh, I had a nice view of a wall. You guys had a nice outside <laughs> view. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> oh, man. Those were interesting projects. Mm. But we got through it. Yeah. We survived. I, uh, I was a, a bit of a... <laughs> I was a squirrel at that point as well, wasn't I? <laughs> everything, everything was drama for me. Every yeah. coding thing. We got through it. Yeah. I've, never, <laughs> I've never seen anyone sweat so profusely when they code. Yeah. When you had to like... With his headset on. Yeah. Just mm. typing away. <laughs> up till that, up till that point, every time I needed help at the boot camp, I'd be like, oh, James, can you help me with this? Yeah, sure, come over. And he'd like help out. And then he submitted his first pull request at the internship. And it had like a heap of comments on it. And then he was arguing the comments. Bullshit comments. <laughs> he was arguing the comments. And then in the end, he couldn't win the argument. He just had to like. Well, I did it, but I did it in the most like fuck you way possible. That's right. So he realized <laughs> at the point when he realized he had to do it, I seen him start and he didn't stop like furiously coding for, I don't know. The rest I, of I the, probably stayed until like nine. The rest I remember the how day. late we stayed. And then um, I was like looking at him. Oh, James, can you help me with this? And he didn't even like register that I was speaking to him. Like, um, James, oh yeah, I'll help you in a minute. And there's like, there's like sweat <laughs> dripping from his like face, and his shirt's getting all sweaty. He's puddle like, of sweat <laughs> around him. <laughs> yeah, those were drama-filled days for me. Yeah. <laughs> you proved your point, but I did. I I got my code in. You got your code in. Got yeah. the job offer. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> so how did you find your first job when you were working there? Um, compared to the internship. You would have learnt a lot more because you were there a lot longer, yeah? Yeah. How long was it? Uh, I think maybe two, one and a half. Yeah. About one and a half, I think. Um, yeah, one and a half years. I think so, yeah. But yeah, definitely learn a lot there. I think in any first job that you do, um, you learn a lot because it's your first time really operating in that. I th again, I think it's really good that we went to the internship. So we had like at least an idea of what it was yeah. um, before jumping straight into you know, the world of code. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a lot of good, um, you know, senior uh, developers who, you know, knew a lot of staff, very skilled and would show me the ropes. So I was really grateful for that. Uh, worked with James. James uh, helped me a lot there too. So thanks, buddy. I'm surprised you <laughs> came to that role <laughs> after the inter internship, actually. Oh, why? why? Oh, just because we had so much fun at the internship. So why wouldn't it was a high, a high, <laughs> it was a pressure cooker, the internship, oh, yeah. let's say. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 That was fun. How'd you find yours, Frank? Um, same kind of thing. Mm. After, after finishing the boot camp, and doing a heap of like online tutorials and self-learning. And then you go to these companies where it's actually a proper code base. You realize, oh man, like look at the size of this thing. And then I wanted to try and ramp up as fast as, fast as possible. Mm. So I, I was like trying to talk to as many people in different teams and like learn as much stuff and look at different code. Like there was a lot of internal tools and libraries that people were using there. So... I really went out of my way to try and find out what's going on and learn why people do things in certain ways. Um, I was there for about a year. Mm. And it was cool, like, 
working in a big company where they've got so many resources and they like they could pretty much do whatever they wanted to. Any any engineer there could just come up with an idea and then if they got enough buy-in from everyone, it would just happen. Like people would do stuff. Mm. If uh, what advice or tips would you give to someone who is starting off right now? Are they doing a boot camp or just like anyone? Oh, maybe somebody who is thinking about getting into coding. Uh, but also maybe, you know, people who are just starting out in their first jobs. If they're just starting coding, I think uh, don't worry about it. Get on, get on to something somewhat structured and uh, you'll be fine. There's lots of jobs. Uh, I think, I, I don't know many people who got into software and then couldn't make it after they, they started and like got good traction. So don't freak out. I feel like everyone freaks out because there's so much to learn. But uh, what's different about this industry than other industries is that what matters isn't what you know, it's how quickly you can learn. More than, more than any, on, any other industry, more than likely. Because our industry tra- changes so quickly. When you change a job, almost everything about your role changes. You're doing entirely different work. Uh, at least that's been my experience. And um, yeah, don't freak out. It's going to be okay. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Just show keep up. Going. What's Gary Vaynerchuk's thing? Just show up, right? Or just do it. We say just do. Just do. Even if you're just writing divs. No think, just do. <laughs> just That's do divs and sections and head and H1s and H2s. Yeah. yeah. Learn fundamentals as well would be my thing. Like uh, with the, the, the fact in mind that you probably will get a job if you are serious about this and actually care about doing it. Don't focus on the big frameworks. Focus on fundamentals. Learn JavaScript if you want to work in JavaScript. If you want to work in React, learn that. If you want to learn Spring, learn Java more than anything. That'd be what I'd say. Mm. Frank, what do you think? Quit your job and start a startup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what well, we that's did. that's what we all done. Yeah. I think that's the best. That's the best way to, to go about it. Well, I, the way I see it is we all started coding because we want to solve our own problems. And it's always nice when you choose what problems you want to solve. Yeah, instead of Mr. Product Manager. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes product managers have oh. their own agendas. <laughs> We've got a product oh, manager no. coming on soon. Do we? One oh, of that's our upcoming true. guests. No, we can't talk shit about product managers, oh, actually. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get their perspective on it. It's just a, well, there's a wide variety of product. So what you do is you learn enough to be dangerous and then you just do your own thing. That's a, that's a good plan. Mm. Yeah. But for those who are looking for the, uh, what, what, what advice would you give someone who is trying to get? I'm just giving myself advice. Oh, you're, just, you're, you're hyping yourself up. <laughs> Frank has lost confidence. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to have a product, Frank. It's going to be all right. Actually, we got the product today. We have. It's it. pretty exciting. It's, it's really coming together, actually. We were, test, we were doing some thorough tests today. It's looking really good. It is. I'm so excited. And now I feel like it's come to the, we've come to a critical point where we've done like we've, we already hit a point where like our tooling started to be less of a burden and more of an assistance. Yes. And then we hit a point now where I feel like there's enough of the product. We're not working on the fundamentals of the product that we can actually like make it really fit something mm-hmm. and fit to the, uh, the needs of the customer, which is going to be fun. I think that's going to be the most fun part. We've got, uh, such a good foundation now. It's so fast to just do rapid iterations. Yeah, we've like got we a talking really about, easy stack. We're talking about some stuff we wanted to change today and the ideas we came up with would like don't even need too much new implementation. Just shuffling stuff around. Shuffling stuff around, yeah. yeah. And then you, it's like... And even when things do need a new implementation, it's 
Yeah, because it's all typed and everything. Shift, sh- shifting the entire foundations of the code base. It's not that scary, really. No. Yeah. Can't do that in JavaScript. No, I'm too scared. Can you imagine doing what we just did in vanilla JavaScript? Oh, no, actually, we wouldn't like, even be here. We'd still be legit. typing away right we'll now. That was the option. We started without JavaScript, right? Before I started. Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> we started without vanilla JavaScript. So how do you think we would have gone without that if we had stayed on that path of vanilla JavaScript? So we had... When, no, when we I, couldn't have done it because uh, Joseph and I started building the front end before you... You were doing a lot of groundwork to get the back end. You rebuilt the back end yeah. pretty much. So Joseph and I were working on the existing front end code base and starting to build components without we started making our own interfaces for all our components. And then when you caught up to us, it was just a matter of integrating your new types and making a few adjustments and it just connected very nicely. Yeah. Whereas if it was the other way and it was just JavaScript interfaces and we built it however we want. We would have had to go through the whole like mapping process when you give us the API, like the data. We would have to go through and make sure everything matches up and then things wouldn't have matched. And You'd ha- I'd have to write down, all right, these are the query parameters. They have to be in the specific way. Yeah. This is the incantation. Yeah. yeah. You can build apps with JavaScript, but what I really like about TypeScript is that it adds order to the chaos, mm. which has been very beneficial for us. Mm. And then that ends up accelerating and making things more efficient for us in the long term, which has really helped us. You definitely have to stay a lot smaller. It'd be one of those things where you'd have to like have one function do like the precisely that one thing or else it'd be way too confusing. I wouldn't be able to have any interdependencies like I do, which are what make the app function in a way. So, It's actually um, not too big of a hassle to introduce TypeScript into your app as well. Mm. Yeah, we started with, all we started with was a TS config. And then I think it was already in Create React app, right? Like as soon as you turned that on, it started compiling with TypeScript, picked up a few bugs actually. Mm. And then uh, progressively you guys swapped over Mm. and you both learned TypeScript as part of this exercise. I was the only one with familiarity with it before. Mm. Joseph had used a little bit of flow before, but that's it. And Flow is a very weak uh, language, I would say. It's not even really a language. It's just like annotations compared to TypeScript. So, yeah. Strong. So it's pretty easy to learn, I'd say. Mm. Especially if you already understand a bit of JavaScript. Yeah. yeah. I struggled for a bit. You definitely struggled for a bit, but yeah. now you're like a master. Never look back. No. TypeScript grew. I'm not a master. Do <laughs> <laughs> Can't do anything. I just know the basics now. now. Yeah. But even the basics help so much. Yeah. I can see things now, like when I read TypeScript code, it can be like, oh yeah, we can do that. And You see things in TypeScript now? I can now, I just see everything, I see my whole world in TypeScript. <laughs> when I go for a coffee, I order it in TypeScript. Yeah. <laughs> I accept coffee or undefined. <laughs> my state of coffee. Yeah, the, um, there's no, everyone should be on it. There's no reason not to. Get on it right now. That's, mm. This is the command. If you have JavaScript, but hold on, I was if the CTO this the other says day, no, oh yeah, give it. Okay, so when you're learning uh, to code, do you learn TypeScript first or do you learn JavaScript? You learn TypeScript first. No. Yes. <laughs> no way. I would never be able to do that. What do you mean? Why? That Especially so if you're hard. in something like Dino. No, it wouldn't have been. I don't think so. 
that's why maybe it's the same thing where it's like it's a little bit slower but then your end result you learn actually programming better for sure because i know what happened i had to kind of redo my javascript i was having this problem at the beginning because i wanted to do javascript brain and just chuck stuff anywhere and then i had to slow down and be like okay this goes there and it's like actually right proper but you learned in an undisciplined way in the beginning yeah it was very undisciplined which i don't know i feel like we all could have learned in a slightly more disciplined way than what was at coder academy but uh and i think we all probably would have been at the same point if we had learned but sometimes regimented learning doesn't work for everyone not regimented learning. i like i like just to see results i don't mean regimented learning you'd see results if you were using typescript as well though maybe yeah i think you could probably learn both at the same time like if you're you know um showing someone how like a function works, you can type in vanilla JS and then you can kind of eventually bring out the strengths of um, and benefits of TypeScript. It's like, oh, what if this parameter changes to a different type? You know, it throws an error. Mm. Now we introduce TypeScript was like, you know, we want this argument to be of a type string yep. and that prevents this error. So I think maybe they go hand in hand. Maybe learn them side by side. Yeah, exactly. It's progressive. So you could start with the JS file if you wanted. I don't know. It's, it's the same thing. I mean, people learn Java as their first language, so I feel like they're capable of learning. Oh, that's TypeScript. true. That's very true. It's just that you didn't learn. You learned all of the languages that you learned to start with with dynamic languages. Mm. If you'd started with a typed language, I think you wouldn't have any problem with it. In the so slightest. maybe people who learn uh, typed languages swapping to JavaScript would be super hard for them. For sure. Think about you right now. <laughs> Can you swap to JavaScript? Yeah. Probably not. I don't think I could actually write an application in JavaScript. Because there's that saying, I've heard people say that uh, the second language to learn is harder than the first language. Is it? Oh. Apparently. Because you learn all, you, you learn it's the way. You're so used to the first used language. Used to the language. It's hard to learn the idioms for sure. That's been a problem with me is in learning each of these other languages, I keep trying to wedge whatever the paradigm is I was working in. That's what I mean. Into the new one. Yeah. So like learning C, I remember... For, for the second time, I remember I was looking up last night, like, uh, how do I uh, use functions first class in C? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, wedge a functional paradigm into C when it should be, you know. Uh, you should be thinking about the problem in a different way, maybe. Yeah, there's a C to way to think about to it. Leverage the there's language. a go way to think about things. Yeah. They all have their own idioms, and that, that would be the hard part. I, it's, I think it'd be pretty easy for anyone to learn, like, this is a string, this is a number, but... Uh, Figuring out like the, the idioms, like, do you remember Rube Rails had like a type guards? Not type guards, but um, if statements and returns at the top, I can't remember what they're called. Guard statements, maybe. Uh. So you'd like ev- the first lines, it's an idiom in, in Rails and mm. Ruby to do like return this if, and that's a, that's a one liner. And then you have all your guards and then you have your standard behavior at the bottom of it. And that's how you take care of things. Those idioms I think would be harder to learn because you'd probably be fighting that. Like if you came from Java, you'd probably write Ruby in an entirely different way. Mm. So, If somebody wanted to learn how to code, uh, what language would you recommend? Oh, wow. Well, probably JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> Not TypeScript? TypeScript, yeah. <laughs> I, I think they'd be... It, it depends. It depends. HTML, the best programming language. Different people pick it up at different rates, though. Everyone's a different mm. case. Uh, if we were to start a, uh, you know, our own boot camp, what technologies would we uh, put in? Definitely TypeScript. Mm. Some serverless, it has to be. We just do the same things. I've just decided... <laughs> what, what, what we do is right we now. just might let the students pay 
to come work on our app. Yeah, so they're going to be working on a TypeScript monorepo yeah. with React on the front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and then we just like run them through, okay, this is how you make a feature. You know what? And then we like make them build the feature. It's a joke, but <laughs> it would actually be pretty beneficial, beneficial. for both parties. Yeah. They probably would. They'd be able to see like a full scale application for yeah. one and be able to work on it, have code review. That was the thing I actually, I remember what my number one gripe with Coder Academy was, yeah. was that every time we did an assignment, all we got was a number. We didn't get an actual like code review. That's all I wanted. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. like I kept complaining mm. to uh, the educators. I was like, it's not really, we're not really learning how to code if no one's like reading the code afterwards. If all you're checking is the output of it, then like I could do this online. You're not really helping me. So, so they tried to add that. But that, that actually would have been pretty awesome if, you know, at the boot camp, um, from the start until the end, the whole class kind of gets together and builds a actual application. Yeah, or even just if before you make a PR, like when you make a PR, have someone read over it and they can discuss it with you you could do that as part of a as like as part of the the lessons i, I don't see what the issue would that be that's what it i was remember missing. trying to there was like a, a week we were doing git and like we were trying to merge stuff with everyone that was a fucking nightmare oh but that's different i don't know why that was such a nightmare remember how bad so it was easy. i know yeah i look at it now and i'm like why was this so hard at the time what the fuck was wrong with everybody <laughs> and myself well, me included like yeah. i had no idea what was going on so you merge up here and then you pull down here and then everyone go over there and merge over this, there. Oh, do you remember the here. strings and everything? Oh, that was <laughs> the diagram was so silly. It's really not that complica complicated. I think it's just Git has a bad interface for beginners. So, But once you're, you know, you're starting out and there's so many things that you're learning at the same time, it can be quite daunting for someone starting off. Mm. I think people starting off, weren't we taught rebasing and everything like right off the gate as well? I still don't rebase. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter squash it's, and merge baby it, it's up to you if you if you want to squash look i like to have my branch uh, identical to master right off the yeah. tip mm. team rubase it's very pretty it's more for the aesthetic sir i just slam it in there but also i don't know if you know this um but git rebase minus i master yep. have you tried this no i've learned the three git commands i need to do my life and that's all i do <laughs> no this one's very important you've what not heard it? of it what is it git rebase mm -hmm. minus i master mm -hmm. or whatever your main branch is yeah. sorry you're not allowed to anyway yeah uh it opens up an interact so minus i means interactive yeah. and mm -hmm. then you are rebasing onto master mm -hmm. in an interactive way so it'll open up like a little pane and then it'll be like do you want to re It'll have all of the commits yep. since master and it'll say like, do you want to rename this commit, edit it, drop it, uh, move it, squash it. Uh, yes. And then you can interactively. Did you teach me that? Probably. Yeah. And you can interactively change your Git history so that when you push your code, it looks like you knew what you were doing the whole time. Yeah. I do that all the time because yeah. <laughs> I like to have my very pretty pull requests, particularly mm. not, not here, obviously. Every commit's just like, Temp, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Update <laughs> to update. master. Refactor. I do update all the time. But if you're going to get, pull, we had two pull reviews, uh, uh, PR reviews, mandatory, um, from like as regular as a regulation. We actually had to have two reviews. And if you're going to have two people reviewing your code, if they can actually view your commented commit history, then it makes sense why you did something, and then you're not cluttering the code with silly comments as well. It's like specific to why I did this for this pull request. We've got too much trust here. Just push to master. Mm. Yes, that's true. We do have too <laughs> much trust. We're removing the trust right now. 
<laughs> Is that right? No, it's good. Keep um, it going. We'll keep the trust. In spirit. It's good. Well, we got the product a lot faster. Yeah. How did you guys feel today about the product? Feels good. Hot like the fire, you know. It's really good, eh? Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done so Keen to get mm. people to use it. Yeah, that's, that's what we need. That's happening Tuesday, though, apparently. It's finally all coming mm. together. Mm. Like, we have an actual app. An app that people can log into and use. Can mm. you imagine? We're like, you know, we, like, Frank, you're the CEO, but you're like, you know, before it was fake. But now, <laughs> you're like the actual CEO of a company. Fake How does CEO. that make you Just feel? Just as fake as this fake podcast. News. Yeah, we have a real product to manage. Well, we just do stuff. Yeah. You get the product first, then you worry about all the other hard parts later. Like podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. Being a CEO. Exactly. Those are all the hard parts. Just work it out as we go. Just like the podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. If you plan too much how to be a CEO, you're going to fail. <laughs> Is that the case? Yes. You've got to wing it. Especially when there's like three people, <laughs> four people. Go with your gut. I'll let you know. You know if things are right or wrong. You know what? You should make uh, one of those courses, or like <laughs> I used to listen to this modern like CTO course, yeah. like a uh, podcast. You yeah. should make one of those. But it's like, nah, man, just wing it. <laughs> like the whole podcast <laughs> talking about how to wing it as a CEO. You got to. That's like don't, any, ooh, don't read anything. You got to know the basics. Yeah, like what? What are the basics of being a CEO, Frank? Uh, get the product. Get the product. You're writing the sound, James? Sell the- <laughs> Hold on. Sell the product. Sell the product. Uh, be profitable. Oh, that's money. That's it. That's money in the pocket. Everything else will fall into place. If that's you have right. a product and you're making money, you, every, like, what yeah. else is there to work out? That's a good it. product, though. Oh, what if it's a bad product, but it still makes money? Just that's fine. Has it. No, bad product makes bad money. Bad product with money. Yeah, yeah. that works. Think about every money. Oracle product ever. Uh. <laughs> I think we're allowed to dis Oracle. They're big enough. Oh, okay. It's like comedians speaking truth to power, like Rage Against the Machine. If it makes money, it could be, it could be like the most basic or like bad thing or whatever. What would you pay $1 for? $1 a month for? We're going to give away our startup ideas. What would I pay a dollar a month for? Yeah. What do you mean? I think subscription. That, yeah, that's how you make big money. Find something simple that oh, everyone would pay a dollar for. Like a service. Yeah. Yeah, we had one the other day. What was it? Let's not talk about it, actually. Do you think people want more subscriptions now, though? No, I don't think they want them, but they sort of have to have them a lot of the times. Mm. I'm sick of the subscriptions. It's a bit of a pain. I don't think people are refusing subscriptions based on that, though. Yeah, it's just so many different subscriptions that you have to, you know, subscribe to. Mm. Get a bank that gives you notifications when there's payments withdrawn from your account. Fantastic. You all, all, if you get those notifications, you'll have control over it. That's all you need. Then get as many as you want. Rack up the subscriptions. Cancel them all. <laughs> I actually have... A, this, is a, this is something I haven't told anyone, actually. Oh. But um, don't tell my girlfriend either. I, uh, I got a subscription, um, like day one, <laughs> when we started dating. dating to Only fans. <laughs> no. Whoa, hold on. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's different. I got a Hey You subscription. Do you know that? Oh, what is that? It's like where you listen to the Kim Kardashians. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like what do you mean? all of the gossip shows, like the drama shows ah. is on Hey You. And I got that to impress her, essentially, day ah. one. And to this day, I can't figure out my login. And I don't think they have a reset password by email. Uh, surely they do. And so I cannot, for the life of me, <laughs> cancel this subscription. You subscribe for the rest so of So what I life. do is I just empty my bank account the day before <laughs> the oh, transaction dude, comes in. It. And I bounce it. But then they charge me like 
10 uh, days later. Dishonor fee. They know. Yeah. No, no. Well, I don't get a dishonor fee with my oh, bank. Okay. You know, very special bank. But um, yeah, that's my secret. Don't tell Shannon, actually. Please, thank you. Do we need all these subscriptions in the modern world? Is it just the way it's going? Yeah. We have to just have subscriptions to live? Everything's so. on subscription. Food's on subscription. You get your meals sent to you. You cook them. Do you get any meals sent to you, Frank? No. Oh. I right. don't have any subscriptions. I try not to subscribe None. to anything. You don't even have Netflix. I've got Spotify. You Sub- got Spotify. Subscriptions can be pretty nice, but I think the big one for most people is like streaming platforms mm. where you've got Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, and then all the contents like split out, but then you yeah. want to watch something on this uh, platform, something on that platform. Yeah. Man, do you remember the Pirate Bay? That was... Not that I remember. I know some people who are still <laughs> no. on Pirate Bay. Really? Mm. Oh. That's where they get Bad all the content idea. from. Yeah. I would, I would, that, if we could go back to those days, that would be nice. Yeah. Australia was the biggest... Uh, Pirater, yeah. Pirater when Game really? of Thrones was out. Yeah. Wow. Because we had to pay too much to watch it. And then it didn't come out at the same time, Foxtel, right? Foxtel, I think Foxtel, it is, right? yeah. You had to pay more and it didn't come out. So everyone was like, well... How do you feel about the fact that Australia pays more just because it's Australia? Makes sense. It Why? ain't right. It ain't so right. No, away. it's not right. It's annoying. <laughs> what do you mean? Like digital services. Why does Australia pay more? Digital services? Yeah. Well, because you're like small and, you know, you've got regulations and I don't know. Does the cost to move the electrons over the ocean cost <laughs> that much more between Well, they probably have to have US. data locality, you know, that sort of thing. Maybe. I'm just making stuff up. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Australia deserves this. This is punishment from God. <laughs> No, we deserve fair and honest For pirating so yes. much. I agree we shouldn't you. have to pay extra. How, what do you pay extra for? No, Everything. Our uh, cars lives. cost extra too. Your cars? Yeah. Well, that's not a subscription. Do you subscribe to your car? Well, maybe in the future we have car subscription. Maybe possible. a Tesla. Maybe you subscribe to Tesla. When, once Elon gets onto it. Mm. I think that's his plan. But a lot of his plans don't really work. So, Tesla's Not to diss at Elon, car. sorry. If you listen to this in the future, Elon, I'm so sorry. I love you, baby. Hmm. He's coming on the podcast. He is. We've got. Oh no! Sorry, oh, let me rephrase that. When Elon comes on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. one day he will be. Will it still be unruly software? I think we've landed the right name. It's pretty unruly. Yeah. I reckon. Mm. Yeah. What is that noise? There's a bit of a hiss. We're having some technical difficulties. We're going to be back with you just in a moment. <laughs> 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 All right, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cut some of that at least. Or what, is it? What, are we what, that raw? No, it's fine. Yeah. Oh. Is that your chair? Or is chair? that just me? Is it me oh, talking in the maybe microphone? Maybe it's a chair. Maybe it's a chair. No, it's fine. It's okay. fine. We bought a new microphone just for this podcast. Oh, what a. Uh... <laughs> maybe it's you, <laughs> It can't be me. There's a weird sound coming through the podcast. It's fine. We'll just ignore it. Anyway. Um, how do you feel about running your own startup? Is that like a... How does that make you feel? Is that a goal that you had? Mm. You said it was before when, mm-hmm. you, when you were at uni. Mm. Feel good? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel to be working with two people you really like? And the feelings, Adore even. Feel, feelings uh-huh. mutual. Yeah. Feels good to work with people you like. That's Definitely, right. yes. I, I think... In, a, in any job, actually, um, I think the people are a huge part of it. Like, if you don't enjoy working, you know, with the people there, then it can make life a lot more miserable. Mm. Yeah. It's more about the process, I think, less about the people. That's what I'm after. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. Remove the human element. Where do all the problems come from? Humans. Yeah, we've got to get them out of the mix somehow. Yeah. We need to I'm make ourselves for. obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> if we can get that Neuralink working, maybe just like fry some brains. That's the ideal world state. Is that right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Depends who you ask. Yeah. Like what do humans do when, when there's no more code to be written? Yeah, what do other people, humans do that what are don't we gonna, write code? What are we going to do with ourselves? These big bags of like water and flesh and bones <laughs> that aren't really good for much. Well, they'll just use us as batteries. I don't know if you've seen, there's this movie called The Matrix. It's a documentary, isn't it? It is a documentary yeah. about um, <laughs> the 1930s, <laughs> mid-1930s. Yeah. Yeah. A man wakes up as a battery. Yeah. And eventually, he, I think he just becomes a battery again, doesn't he? I think they're all right with it. The ending was weird. In the end, you just realize that it's, it's all inevitable. Yeah. And you're like, all right, fine, I'll get back in. All right, I'll get the Netflix subscription. Give me the blue pill Fucking back. hell. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? They'll target us for our Netflix subscriptions. That's what the, uh, the AI really wants. Yeah, they want everyone on a subscription of some sort. Yeah, that's how they control you. Mm. Yes. How far away do you think we are from that point? Where they you control know. you for your Netflix subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't considered it where AI, you know, it's uh, a significant part of society. Like it's pretty well integrated. I think it's fake news. Fake news? Yeah. AI is fake news. Only massive companies can do anything decent with machine learning or what you'd call AI. But uh, yeah, the whole like fear factor of AI, AI is overrated it's essentially just a lot of if statements you'll either be really correct or, <laughs> or very wrong yeah. yeah but look you know ai used to be a big topic and people were freaked out about it like what 20 years ago 30 years ago and then it blew over and it's probably going to do the same thing now i don't i don't see it you know there's a lot of money being invested in stuff like blockchain and, and ai anything with the word ai all of a sudden heaps mm. of money gets thrown at it Eventually, people are going to lose enough money that'll probably just, you know, Should we fade add away AI again. to our name? We actually that, do yeah. use uh, AI machine learning on the blockchain cloud sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for our products. We use that for our intelligent insights tool. Artificial. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and our uh, block machining intelligence system. <laughs> <laughs> That's our competitive. So, edge. if anyone wants to VC us, uh, just hit us up. Yeah, you can join our Discord join server. Join our Discord <laughs> server. Pitch us your best offer. <laughs> We're already offers. offers. Yeah. We do have a Discord server, so get on it. Joseph's joining the Discord server, right? Uh, yes. He's already joined it. Yes. Yeah. I want to yeah. reach out to the people I in the boot camp and if they want to jump on the Discord server and like just chill, ask questions about TypeScript or get help. Yeah. Maybe I, we can help with like the way that we used to all band together and do stuff at the boot camp. Yeah. People yeah. need that help. I'll just go back to being like I was at the boot camp. Yeah. I'll just walk around the table. All the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much for me working on the products. <laughs> well, I wonder what everyone's up to. I don't know. We're going to have them all on though. Everyone's coming. Wow. Everyone that we went to Coder Academy with. Ash is coming on. Ash is a product manager now. Yeah, he's a big, big time product big time. manager. Yeah. He's very fancy. He wears suits and he's got like a man bun. We've got the famous Jake Metz coming on in a couple of weeks. He's a Isn't that Thursday? He even. was a view develop view developer. Mm. Still is. I think he might have moved to React now. 
Be interesting. He was working a bit on React and TypeScript. Be I interesting think. to see what his perspective on Vue is because we he never learnt Vue at the yeah boot camp. Learnt mm. it in the was first our job. educator wrong. <laughs> we remember, were we were the told day we that Vue. Vue? Was, yeah, it was meant to be like a full like two three weeks or something. I don't, I don't remember. know if it was that long. It, it was meant to be long because I saw the projects that the other people did from the other oh, okay. boot camp in yeah. Melbourne yeah. and their view projects were great because oh, it's okay. like a very easy. It, that, it, actually, if you want to learn a front-end framework as a beginner, yeah. learn Vue. Yeah. I think that's probably the easiest one to get start, started yeah. with. And um, I remember how awesome their projects were and then... Don't learn Vue, by the way. Okay, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Don't learn Vue. <laughs> React. And, and then we get to it and then the lead educator... It's just like, now you don't really want to learn this because no. this is trash, yeah. <laughs> essentially, right out the gate. I thought it was so funny because uh, he normally came to class at like 10. A class would start at 10. And then I remember that day, it was like 10 past 10 and the class hadn't started. I'm like, oh, where is he? And I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. So I walked outside to the bathroom and he was sitting on the couch reading the view docs before <laughs> the class. Just trying to figure out what he can show <laughs> us. How does this view thing work? I need to teach everyone how to use <laughs> it. <laughs> We pretty much he got, hated like, it. We got that's like, probably his only. That's why he hated it, because it, it was because he only, had to learn it. Yeah, yeah. his yeah. only interaction with it was like forced to learn it. Yeah, twenty minutes before the course. Yeah, but and yeah, then we you, got one day. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what he thinks because mm. he's been doing some React more recently. So, yeah, yeah. Hope he's doing well. What else have people moved on to? Elm. I think we have someone who is that. No, not Elm. Uh, Elixir. Oh, Elixir, yeah. On Elixir. Yep. Yep. You done a bit of Elixir not long ago. Did I do Elixir? No, I didn't do Elixir. We were talking about Elixir maybe. Yes, we probably discussed it. Mm. It's one of those languages that a lot of people bring up to me. I went to an Elixir, an Elixir meetup. <laughs> yep. I, I didn't even have anything to drink. <laughs> we went to uh, uh, an Elixir meetup. I went to a couple of them. Yep. And then, uh, I don't know, it didn't seem that interesting really. After How come so many of the Ruby it? people moved to Elixir? I think it's the same community. Yeah, I think the come? people who were organizing the meetups were the same. And then they like, I, when I went to the Ruby on Rails meetups, they would be pitching like, oh, we have this Elixir mm. meetup. Someone would be pitching. I don't know if uh, it was the people in charge of it. Yeah. I'm not really a meetup man. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, too much of the human element. Not enough talks, too many, uh, you know, LinkedIn introductions. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, the Elixir meetup was interesting. But but even from a coding perspective, I know not just in Sydney, a lot of Ruby developers around oh, really? the world have moved to Elixir. And it's a similar thing, like a lot of PHP developers use Vue. Oh. Wow. It must just be the influencers. It is. It's, it's definitely... It's a, the Kim Kardashians of, uh, of, the coding world. of the coding world. I've never heard Kim recommend Vue, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's Kanye. Actually, if Kim recommended a framework i'd have to have a look at it yeah. you know what i'll be very impressed maybe we should message her and ask her to sponsor front end framework. could you imagine that far yeah, you're a subscriber of the what hey you hey you that's right dear kim i've been a long time fan of yours can you tell me how you you learned to program kim but uh yeah it's interesting the whole element of people within their smaller communities in the tech scene kind of stick together and follow a similar kind of path. Unless maybe your friend drags you. Or yeah. Maybe it's the blogs. I don't know what it is. I don't think I've had that influence on me though. I think it happened to me. All I do is react all the time. React, react, react. But what's your next thing going to be? React, react. 
you're going to be the COBOL de- developer for React. There's so many React projects being built right now that are going to have to be maintained. You exactly. are going to be in so high demand. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I was thinking. Is it even worth learning another language at this point? For sure. Or should I just double down on React? Why? Why don't you I just get better at React? You absolutely learn another language. Why don't I just keep going because, deeper on React? Well, A, React is a framework. Uh, and B... I take your point. But say yeah. TypeScript. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, why don't so I just go a deep language. Why don't you learn another... No, why, do you, why do you want to learn another language? Because every time you learn another language, you understand... So if you have just your first language, you do things in a specific way that you learned and you never break out of it and you never think is there something different that I could do that maybe would be easier or more effective? Is there like, I learned about code generation when I was learning Go and now I use code generation to great effect, I think, that it's made my life a lot easier. What do you mean code generation? Uh, Like being able to build code, like generate code as part of a pipeline. Oh. So for example, I generate some Terraform code in other projects and then uh, other Terraform projects use that. And I'm just... That's something that I wouldn't have even thought of doing that as a way to solve problems. But there's little even edge cases inside of the language that you wouldn't have learned if you didn't try another framework, for Mm -hmm. example. Go has code generation sort of built into it. So if you want to do any, like, dependency injection, you typically end up learning that. You'd learn, like, a functional uh, methodology with a language like Haskell, and then that informs the way that you write JavaScript. It doesn't mean you write it in a functionally pure way, but you might have a better understanding overall. Every time you learn any language, you learn something about programming as a whole, I think. Definitely benefited me a lot. Yeah, you're trying I, to solve the same problem, but using a different language. So yeah. you approach it in a different you're way. You're breaking out of your mindset of like, this is like, all you have is the hammer and there's like a whole bunch of different tools. And you, you could still use the hammer to solve the problem, but maybe learning about how the other tools works. Look, if I want to win a gold medal at yeah. the Olympics in a 100 meter sprint, I'm just going to do 100-meter sprints all the time. I'm not going to do 200-meter sprints. I'm not going to do 300-meter sprints. No, but you have to feature your I'm just going to do 100-meter sprints. You're going to burn out. That's the thing. And then I'm going to say, all right, what do I need to do to be the best 100-meter sprinter? And then I do all those ancillary things to make me the best 100-meter sprinter. Not lies. But maybe uh, lifting weights could help you. Can't do it. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, someone's (laughs) like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's like doing a pelvic thrust behind my head. (laughs) Anyway. but uh, you'll burn out if you do that. If you just focus on one language, doing one thing, doing it the same way. Personally, I couldn't do it. It's mm. like, it'd be like being in retail for me, like shipping the exact same code, the exact same way every time. Yeah. At least... Sometimes it, you do need a break from things. If you're working on a side project, do, do it in a different way, a slightly different way. Oh, that's a good Stick point. to React for what you deliver professionally. Mm. But if you are going to build a command line tool to scrape... Netflix data, then write it in a different language or use a different framework. Come back next week to watch us build a command line. Yeah. I mean, even testing tools. tools. to do that. Like one of the better testing experiences I had, I used Capybara uh, with JavaScript. So what what was it that I had? I had a Go server and a JavaScript front end, but then I was able to use like a Ruby Capybara like end-to-end tests, which are the easiest things to write in the world if you know that language in particular yeah so it just makes it, it means ev- even if there's a small piece of that tool that you could pull out and use somewhere else mm. you can i like i'm not going to write a command line tool in javascript because it's a poor platform for it as well mm. if i need to write it I, like i literally don't think i could write a javascript command line program mm. so mm. 
I think with uh, technologies, it's good to have, you know, um, a certain level of depth of knowledge and skill, but it's also good to have like a, you know, a breadth of uh, knowledge and uh, skill as well. Yeah. And some languages just aren't suitable for some things. Mm. If you wanted to, like, let's say that you needed, you decided that your product was headed in a direction where it needs a cross-platform command line tool or a cross-platform app, or it needed to work on phones. JavaScript isn't necessarily going to cut it mm. on all of those. Mm. Yeah. Mm. At the end of the day, you're trying to solve a problem. You've got to pick the right tool for the job. Yeah. I do like being familiar with different tools. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to use them. Like, look at what I'm using right now. I'm familiar with quite a wide variety of tools, but professionally I'm using TypeScript with TypeScript, with, <laughs> with REST, yeah. with Postgres, which are the most boring and vanilla tools at all. But I feel like, I'm, like my understanding of all those tools is greatly improved by my knowledge of other tools mm. that I've used along the way. It's all part of being a well-rounded individual. Yeah. There's a book right back there behind you, Seven Languages in Seven Weeks. I thought you might bring that up. Yeah. yeah. Give it a shot. What's in there? It's uh, like a, it's the very essentials of learning how a language works. It essentially goes through like what the compilers are. I think in that one, it's like Clojure and Scala and yeah, Rust maybe. I don't remember. But uh, they made another one. Another, there's a nut, like a second one to that. And those are fantastic books for learning your second language. You can sort of pick, you, 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 even just that little exposure to these other languages helped me a lot, I think. Mm. Mm. You know what, boys? Tell me. That's... Uh, Did you hear that? Wow, it's right through the, the yeah. headphones. That means wrap-up time. It's time to make a wrap. It's been great having Joseph finally get on the podcast, <laughs> but it's been amazing. Thank you for having me. Anytime. It's not going to be the last time, but... No, only the first of many. First of many. He'll be here tomorrow. We've got many subjects to Saturday. talk about. Many yeah. things to touch on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not right now, like no. in the future. He's got Just that, turn off he's the got intro. lots of things. Yeah. We're going to be touching all on Joseph <laughs> later. We're going to touch on all of Joseph yeah. later on. Wait a minute, what? Goodbye. All right, see ya. Maybe when we start live streaming... People might want to watch that. <laughs> oh, no. On what? I don't think that's a platform. <laughs> Are we on the wrong platform? Yeah. Yeah. We probably can't get Maybe not Spotify. Spotify. No. no. Only fans again. Oh. Sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure she doesn't know what that is. It's just. All right. Well, there we go. Mum, if you're listening. James's mum. No, she's not. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>